What's the secret to your hair, Dr. Lisa? I get that question so much. And what I have changed recently is using my Nourish Collagen Peptides from the Nourish Balance Thrive line. As you know, before I ever put my name on anything, I test it out for months. And so therefore, I have been using this product for a long time before it ever became available to you guys. Why am I loving this product so much more than any other ones that I've ever used? A, this is grass-fed collagen. So if you are dealing with post-COVID hair loss, if you are dealing with a Hashimoto's diagnosis or a hypo or just low thyroid diagnosis and you're losing your hair, or maybe you're noticing your hair just isn't as thick as it used to be when you were in your 20s, right? There's so many of us noticing that. You might want to add some collagen into your routine. And the Nourish Collagen Peptides is from grass-fed cows, so you're going to love that. You're not going to get all the nasty hormones or whatever else that might be in conventional products. I am always looking for the cleanest source available. What else? If you're looking in the mirror and you're noticing those laugh lines, or if you can pinch your skin and it doesn't like rebound back as fast as it used to, that means the elasticity of your skin just isn't there and we want to rebuild it, nourish it so it can thrive, right? So the Nourish Collagen Peptides will do just that. And obviously as a chiropractor, I love this because it is good for your joint health as well. So Nourish Collagen Peptides has type 1 and type 3 collagen peptides in it, which are great for, like I said, hair, skin, and nails. So if you are dealing with laugh lines or thinning hair or creaky joints, you're going to want to grab a container of the Nourish Collagen Peptides. You can mix it into your smoothies, into your coffee. You can mix it into like your brownies if you're eating that drlisao.com, click the shop link or click the link below. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Welcome to the show. On today's episode, I interview somebody near and dear to my heart. This is my sister, Julie Rosales. You might be asking, why did I feel the need that I needed to interview my sister? Well, I feel like she's got a great story, a great journey that I wanted to share with all of you. As you always hear me saying, I want to help make healthy living simple. And so often we all become very overwhelmed, not really sure where to start. And she has a great way of just sharing that message on those simple steps on how to get there. I think a lot of us kind of reach a tipping point in our life. And it's probably when we find out that we're pregnant with a kiddo that all of a sudden we're aware of so many different things that, you know, everything that we're intaking into our body, et cetera. And so that was with Julie's story. And she started realizing all the decisions that she was making on a daily basis. So this is a great way of just empowering you to be able to ask questions and to dig a little bit deeper. Take a listen, whether or not you have little kiddos at home, or if you have kids off in college, Or if you don't even have kids, if you're like me, we all realize our health is pretty important to us at some point in our life. And so hopefully we find that out sooner than later. But just take a listen. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Hey there, Rockstar. I'm so glad you're here. I know you've been struggling for a while trying to figure out why things just aren't changing. I've been there. I get you. I see you. I know how hard you're trying. I'm here to let you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm here to teach you the simple steps to becoming that healthy, vibrant, best version of you. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Olszewski. 
And I have a really great guest here with me today. I know I say that I have a great guest all the time, but I got to tell you, this is probably one of my favorite guests because I've known this person basically my entire life. I have my sister here with me. This is Julie Rosales. Hello, everyone. So you're probably asking why in the world I would bring my sister on, right? So she has a great story. You guys know that I am a chiropractor and Julie's actually an attorney. So we think a little bit differently. However, I would have to laugh. I I think I've probably been looked at from different people, friends, family, whatever, that I was a little crunchy or that the choices that I was making might not have been what they were thinking, you know, for my health and wellness, et cetera. But Julie has her own story, and that's why I wanted to bring her on, because turns out, guess what? She might also be a little bit crunchy. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Well, thanks for having me, Lisa. I think that it's fun to get to talk to you about this, because usually when I talk with other audiences about my experience uh, in being kind of a crunchy person, I typically start out by explaining who you are because that played a big role in me and the decisions that I've made over the course of my lifetime and being a mom and taking care of a daughter and our family. So it's helpful that your uh, listeners already know uh, where you stand on things because that shortens my explanation of how I get to where I am. Absolutely. And I guess I left that out. That's the big thing, right? That's where I think a lot of people they might take their health. I mean, everybody takes their health seriously. I'm not going to state that we're not taking our health seriously, but we really decide to up-level our game when they find out they're pregnant or when they realize there's a lot of choices that are going to start being made for another human being. And I think that's kind of, I guess it started with you. I mean, I had been using essential oils for a long while. And I remember you saying like, oh, just you and mom, you guys use these oils, like, you know, just is there like scented bottles of stuff? And I was like, well, actually there's a lot of different things that we can do with these oils. Um, but I think that was really where you started your deep dive into as to like, okay, why, why does, or why do people make these decisions? And yes, absolutely. So I think I had the experience and I'm not sure, I'm sure it came from a conversation that you and I had. Um, but initially I think where it started with me was uh, the topic of parabens and um, aluminum and deodorant and what those um, toxins really do to our bodies and to ourselves, particularly given the places that we put them on our bodies. So with deodorants going on under your arm um, and it's so close to your lymph system um, and, and where that ends up in your body, that was really concerning to me a number of years ago. And same with parabens, knowing that you're putting, parabens are often in a lot of skincare products. So shampoos, lotions, um, makeup for ladies. And when you put it on your skin, it's the largest organ of your body. And so it's absorbing into your skin. Um, and it is, has been found to be linked to all sorts of awful things. So I remember years ago, that was, I think, where I really started kind of digging in and thinking more critically about environmental toxins and what, um, might make sense to think more about, to make more, um, healthy choices. And I, I was that, I was that friend. I was that gal who emailed everybody I knew (laughs) and basically said, Hey, please, please, please. I love you. I care about you. Please stop using regular deodorants. Please, you know, look at some alternatives and same with parabens, please take out any personal care products that still have parabens in them. And that was well before the stuff became a little bit more mainstream where, you know, stores today are advertising that these are paraben-free products or Mm -hmm. other things. So I think 
that's really where it started with me. And then you're absolutely right. When I, when I found out that I was pregnant, that was when I really dug in and said, okay, I, I need to learn a whole lot more um, because all of a sudden I'm in this situation where I am um, baking <laughs> a new being and wanting to make sure that this, that this little person who was growing inside of me was going to have a, um, a, good, a good world to come into. So yes, that's absolutely where, it, where I dug in. And I think I can always go back to, I think it was like 2005, 2006 is when everybody started really talking about parabens because um, I just put myself back at my first year of practice and talking to people about it at that time period. And some of the research coming out from that was like the majority of breast cancer tumors were methylparaben. So um, that's the fact is like, as we are putting these lotions that might smell great or whatever it is, um, or, you know, our anti-wrinkle creams, we need to start looking at some of those ingredients. And I'm that person that always says like, if you can't eat something, like don't you dare put it on your skin. Um, if you can't pronounce it, I wouldn't put it on my skin. Right. So, uh, it, it is like you just said, your skin is your largest organ and everything is being absorbed in. Um, and at least like when we eat our food, if there's toxicity within the food, we have our stomach and we have our colon and there's different filters, you know, your liver filters out toxins and all of that. And, and this is not saying like eat a bunch of toxic things, but you got filters when it, you put it on your skin, it's directly then into your bloodstream. Like from there, it, it soaks in and it goes into your body a whole lot easier. Like you said, underarms, so many lymph nodes under there. And so you really want to start looking at those, those things. So what were some of the decisions that you started researching that you knew that you had to start making and, and that type of stuff? Let's go through your journey. Sure. Sure. So, um, you had mentioned, um, essential oils and how I was a little bit skeptical, I guess I would say. Um, and I do, I think, uh, when we first started talking about essential oils, I remember asking you, what would I, what would I do with them? You know, I don't, I don't know what I would do with them. Why do I want to get a whole bunch of these oils that are these little bottles and, and, and what does one do colorful, but what else? Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I remember I, I, on faith, got a, a kit of oils and really I kind of opened the package. I put them into the drawer and was like, okay, I've got them. And I didn't use them for a good while um, because I just, I wasn't really sure what I was going to use them for. Um, and I was cooking one day and um, making a, a Southern dish of some like color greens, I think is what it was. So I had some bacon in the pan um, and I dropped these collard greens into the bacon fat that had, had, had rendered in the pan. And for whatever reason, I must've been watching too many cooking shows. I think I dropped from high up because I was trying to be dramatic. Of course, I'm cooking by myself. It's not like I'm doing <laughs> a cooking show. Um, but I, I drop it and bacon grease splashes all over my arm. Yeah. And everyone knows that feeling. Um, so I remember brushing and getting cold water on it and putting ice on it. And in that moment, I thought, I wonder... I wonder if there's any oils that can help. And so I Googled it and it turned out that I had the oil to help with that. And I just started putting the oil on it for the next like two or three days in a row. And I did not end up with any scarring. I mean, that's my experience with it. And that's what started me going, okay, there's got to be, um, there's got to be like healthy, good, natural options. And so what I love about oils is that it gives you the ability to, take control of your own decisions. When things are happening in your life, you don't always have to run to the traditional model of, you know, I'm going to go to the doctor's office and seek a prescription because I think something is going on. 
if you think something is going on, you can try to figure out what do I think is going on? And maybe I can try something that I have here in my own home that, that, can, that can work for this. You know, it might not be something major, but it can certainly be something where you have the power to take care of those things yourself. Where I don't think a lot of people even realize is like you think of the early 1900s and modern medicine as we know it wasn't necessarily the, the type of medicine at that time period. It was more naturopathic. It was more holistic. It wasn't until later on that things started shifting as to what we know now. So um, people will oftentimes say, oh, like all of this stuff, like the essential oil, whatever it is, is something brand new. And it's not like you think of like baby Jesus and the frankincense and the myrrh and that type of stuff. Like oils have been used for healing for a very long time and just natural, like drugs weren't around a hundred years ago. <laughs> like literally the prescriptions that we know it were not around at that time period and people had to use natural alternatives. And so this whole holistic healing or natural healing um, and, you know, oils are just, just one part of it. But the fact of the matter is like, it's, it's not really new. Right. It's been around for a long time. Like your body, right. if given the perfect situations will heal, like your body knows what to do. It's so, this is me as a chiropractor speaking, but like you have an innate intelligence, you cut your finger, it knows how to heal. It's not the bandaid putting on your finger that heals the, you know, heals the finger. Like it knows what to do. There's certain places though, that being said, for sure, like, you know, the, Man, medicine is amazing for emergencies, but for like prevention, it's a whole nother thing. <laughs> right. Oh, I agree entirely. And it gives you the opportunity when you have those, those oils or, or knowing what vitamins or minerals or are good to support different things in your body. When you have that wealth of knowledge that again, as you said, I'm a lawyer. I didn't have that by, you know, by training. I, I learned it because I wanted to do some research and figure out what was going to be right for us. But once you have it and you start figuring out what works for you and what works for your family, you are all of a sudden empowered to help take care of yourself um, and your family in a way that, that, I mean, for somebody like me who happens to be probably a little bit more of a um, control freak for lack of a better way to say <laughs> I like that, you know, I <laughs> type like a being, personality. No. <laughs> exactly. A type a personality. Um, yeah. I like being able to make those decisions myself and say, this is what we're going to try. And of course, if something doesn't work, we're going to try something else. We're going to keep moving along, but there are, there are just so many um, all natural options that I would rather walk that path for right. or going down a synthetic option or, you know, an alternative that perhaps has, has some risks associated with it that, that I'm not comfortable with. Right. So and why so would I not try natural options first? Yeah. And it, it's not, it's not that you're being stupid on it. Like if something's not working and you realize like if there is a place for it, you will look at what needs to happen. But um, it is, it's it, like you just said, taking control of our health is a big deal. Being empowered and realizing that your decisions matter. And it's just not that we're a victim to our genes. It's not that given the situation, this is what has to happen. It's, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to do your own research. It's okay. It's okay to, to take responsibility for your health. Yes. And it's okay to make those decisions. I, I recently spoke with a group of, of um, new mothers and not just all new mothers. It was all sorts of mothers, but that was one of the messages that we talked about was how you have to be empowered to make your own decisions. And if you are learning the information about a decision that's being presented to you, that's the right thing to do. 
you don't have to take somebody's word for this is what's going to happen or this is what I would like to see you do and just go down that path. And I think a lot of people in our society are trained to just go with what is presented, um, be it for reasons because it's easier to do that, because they put ultimate trust in that person, because they don't have any other alternative and they feel like they're not the, um, they don't have the same knowledge that the person who's presenting it has. And so they go with it. But at the end of the day, it is entirely okay to ask questions and say, do I want to know more about this? Um, what are my alternatives? How long do I have to decide? And it, you know, think through for yourself, what should I do in this situation? I find that a lot of people don't even realize they're making decisions when they're in faced with situations like that. I think that's a really good point right there. So let's give it like, let's give an actual example. Sure. So I've given this example before. Um, and, and, and my husband laughs at this one, um, your brother-in-law, of course. Um, I went my entire pregnancy without having an ultrasound. And I cannot tell you how many people I have shared that with that have looked at me and said, uh, no, you can't do that. Or no, 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 you didn't. That's required. Like you, you have to. And the reason that I went without is because I didn't see a need for it. It is a medical procedure. And as I talked with my doctor about it, I asked, what are we going to do this for? What's the purpose of it? And she explained it to me. And she, she explained very, you know, very succinctly that we are measuring the baby for the baby's growth. We want to make sure that the baby is growing on, you know, on task with where it should be given the, the length of the life of the baby. So we're going to measure things like from knee to ankle or, you know, the abdomen length or the head size circumference, things like that. And I said, okay, that sounds good. So what do we do with that information if it comes back in a way that is not in line with where you think baby should be at this point? Her response was, well, we'll monitor it and we'll do some more tests. We'll probably do another ultrasound, you know, two weeks down the line. Um, and we'll just, we'll just continue to keep on top of it. And so the, the questions, you know, you can imagine went back and forth. Okay, well, what happens at that point if we're still not there? And, and truly, the only answer is more tests. You know, there could be some other tests besides ultrasounds that you could do. Um, but I wanted a, I wanted a very, um, as less intrusive of a pregnancy as possible. I wanted to be very natural in how my pregnancy went. And so that didn't sound good to me, both from the standpoint that I didn't want to just start doing a whole bunch of medical tests, but I also didn't want to do them if there was going to be no end to it. And, and particularly if it was going to cause me worry and anxiety, you know, as, as pregnant women, we are told you need to, you know, you need to watch what you eat. You need to monitor your, you know, all of your intake in terms of all of the good things that you're putting into your body. You need to do, um, you know, make sure that you're in a stress-free environment or maybe not stress-free, but, you know, do the best you can because your baby picks up on those feelings of energies and, and whatnot. So I thought, well, if that's just going to cause me to be anxious and worry. And at the end of the day, this child is going to be with me no matter what. I am not going to make a decision that puts me down the path towards worry and anxiety. And of course, I had to work that through with my doctor to make sure she was comfortable with that. But, but there's an example. I, a lot of people just presume that you have to have an ultrasound or that you have to have a few of them. And 
I chose not to. And I think, you know, I was okay with that. Yeah. And that's, that's the biggest thing is being okay with your decision, whether you decide you want to do them or not, you have to be okay with the decision at the end of the day. And so for those people that, um, if things just aren't setting right, like it's okay to ask questions. I think that's the biggest thing that I want people to understand in this situation, regardless of whatever the situation, it's okay to ask questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is you. That, that is the takeaway that, um, that this group of moms that I spoke with recently, um, I had a couple of people reach out to me and said, I never even thought that I could ask questions or, you know, I just kind of take people at their word as I'm working through, you know, different stages of motherhood um, and never really thought to ask questions. And I think that at the end of the day, that is a, a key message for people is just, it is okay for you to ask questions about decisions that are going to impact your health, your family, your children, and your surroundings. That is okay. All you're doing is making um, educated decisions about your life, your family, because at the end of the day, you are the one that gets to live with the implications of any decision that you make. Mm -hmm. And so asking the questions just to find out that information is entirely appropriate. And the other thing that I would say is, no two people are going to make the same decision, right? I'm not going to judge someone if they were presented with the same exact scenario that I was. They might value different things than I do. You know, I know a lot of people do ultrasounds because they want to find out if they ha are having a boy or a girl. And if that is of importance to them, they're going to make that decision. And that's completely fine. That's their path, right? I'm not going to judge someone for going down that path. I made my decision based on what was important to me and what was important to me was to have a very natural pregnancy and minimize worry and not do any unnecessary tests. And so that's how I made my decision. I love it. I love it. Any other information you want to share with our audience today? Yeah, well, um, I don't know. I guess I would say ask questions, be empowered to make your own decisions and learn about things that, that um, can really be helpful. There are so many tools we have, especially with the essential oils that, that you introduced me to. You can do so much with those. It's a toolkit. Um, and so you can do so much with them. I, in my journey of being a mother, I have used oils, I think I would say every day. Yeah. You know, from making homemade baby wipes. So I'm not using stuff that's, you know, loaded with chemicals on, on my daughter to, um, you know, to making uh, kind of spritzes and, and lotions. You know, I made a belly butter lotion for myself that was great for my expanding belly when I was growing, um, right. you know, just to support the skin. You don't have to use off the shelf products that oftentimes are so expensive and might have chemicals and things in them that you don't want in your body. So yeah, and even I would looking say, at our cleaning products at home, right? Like I know I use totally natural stuff and especially with different oils. Um, yeah. Like cleaning products are so toxic. So toxic. Are. They are. And I would say for anybody out there who has little ones, particularly as they're crawling yeah. and on their hands and knees on the floor. I mean, just think about it. If you are using a cleaning product on your floor and it's coming from a bottle that has a skull and crossbones on it, and it says call poison control if anybody ingests this, mm -hmm. and then you're going to have a little person using their largest organ in the body, their skin, crawling around, hands, knees, legs on that floor. 
how comfortable are you with that? You know, would you splash it on the floor and say, come here, hop in the pool? Right. You know, no, we wouldn't. Um, and so, yeah, there are, there are super great clean um, cleaning products out there that you can use that are all natural, that are not going to harm your kids, not going to harm your pets, not going to harm you as you're walking around barefoot in your home. Um, so yeah, I, I entirely agree with that. There's and I so even many. think, um, because again, like I had said back to 2005 when we started seeing parabens and that was like the trans fat state, even in our food, right? People started becoming more aware of reading labels. Um, there's definitely been a switch for where people are eating more organic foods. They're looking for more natural products. And I'm going to just caution and just say, just because it says it's natural doesn't mean it's necessarily good for you. Um, so there's even databases, there's a websites that people can search for their skin products, that they can search for their cleaning products. Um, there's sunscreens, all of that stuff, and you can find a rating for it. And so that's where I would encourage people to do that as well. Absolutely. Those are, that's really critical. And what I have told people to do is, you know, flip the, flip the label, read labels. Just first mm -hmm. off, become a label reader. There's, there's nothing standing in between you and the time it takes you to read that label to see what is in the product of whatever it is that you're thinking of buying. And if you see a whole bunch of ingredients that have, um, you know, where the, the word of the ingredient actually goes longer than the, um, the, than the, the, you know, all the way across the entire page of the label, it's probably a chemical. I mean, not always. There are some natural things that have all means too, but if you don't recognize it, go to your favorite search in, engine and type in painters of, and then paste that word in there. Yeah. And you'll see if it's connected to anything that you don't want your body to have to deal with. And if it's connected to it, then another product and try a different product. Um, yeah. And that's where the, I say it because there was something, I don't want to throw out uh, name brands out here, but there was definitely one that a lot of people thought was a super clean one that just came out recently over the course of the last year. That's actually more toxic than some other like products that you can get. So you do want to do I do want you to check the fact of the matter is a lot of people might just get really confused and overwhelmed with that. But the fact of the matter is, is that we need to do that research. We need to look because companies understand that people are searching out organic, they're searching out natural and they're trying to make money. And so really it's like at the end of the day, follow the dollars and cents. And so that's where um, people might say, well, it's too difficult to try to make things up on my own, but it's actually pretty simple. It's pretty easy to do it. It doesn't take, like you had just said, you do your own baby wipes. And I've seen you do it. It's not that hard. <laughs> right. Absolutely. It's super easy. It's, it's far less expensive. Um, and homemade cleaning ingredients are incredibly cheap, mm -hmm. right? If you're going to make them yourself, it is incredibly cheap and clean shouldn't really have a smell, right? right. Like some people, um, just because of our upbringings might affiliate the smell of bleach with clean, you know, you walk into some commercial, um, airport bathroom or, you know, in a mall and you walk into the bathroom and you're like overwhelmed by that sense of, of bleach. And then you're like, well, it's clean in here because you just affiliate that scent with it. Right. It turns out bleach does not, you know, doesn't have the, the best of ingredients in it right. um, in terms of the toxicity that it leaves in the air. Um, and so, yeah, when, when you can make things at home that are going to be less toxic for you, um, that's really important because especially in days when you're um, potentially in a climate where you've got the heater on or the air conditioner on um, and you're not opening your windows and getting fresh air, mm -hmm. that stuff stays in your home. It lingers yeah. um, and you're going to continue to breathe it in. So, yeah. you know, you do want to be paying attention to what you're cleaning your home with um, because you, do, you, you can avoid 
the toxic effects of ingredients um, and, and what it will cause on your health in the future, why would you not avoid it? Right. You can make a choice to control that aspect of your environment mm-hmm. and then choose to do that. And I think just back to, again, you go back to 10 years ago and, and um, my gosh, I think I remember the medical doctor across the parking lot for me telling her patients that I was completely a wackadoodle that I should not be telling anybody to eat coconut oil, right? And so now you fast forward 10 years later and how that's okay now. But it's the same thing at that same time period where I would tell people, let's watch the pesticides, let's watch the weed killers. Again, I'm not going to throw names out there, but they're not going to be good. They could be toxic. Um, and now at least in the US, we see all these lawsuits that are happening. You can't turn on the TV right now without seeing a commercial for, have you been exposed to X, Y, and Z? And do you, have you been diagnosed with lymphoma? Or you think of the um, talcum powder, um, the baby powder type you know, lawsuits and all of those things that we've seen. So it is like, this might sound where you're like, well, that really can't be that bad because everybody's using this. But the fact of the matter is, unfortunately, we'll see 10, 20 years down the road. Like that's what I think of right now is all of... Uh, the stuff we're using in, um, you know, I'll just say like, this is it. We're in, we're in 2020 right now as we're recording this. And I'm curious as to what's going to happen five, 10, 15 years down the road because of what, like the amount of hand sanitizer people are using. You know what I mean? Like all of that stuff and some of the ingredients in those things. Like there's just read labels, especially well, if you hand sanitizer, start reading some of those labels. I think you'll be shocked with some of the ingredients in it. Right. And what I would say too is a lot of people, um, and, and my husband included, has said this to me, like, does it really matter? Does it really matter? Um, you know, it's just a little amount. I mean, he and I were just talking about deodorants last night because I've had him switch to a more natural deodorant. Um, and and so we've, we have this conversation on a frequent basis related to different topics. Um, but he'll say, well, does it really matter? And here's the thing. It really does matter because there are lots of things in our world that we cannot control. If you go out in public um, or if you travel and you're going through the airport, you're going to be encountering commercial cleaners that, that do contain ingredients that you perhaps don't like, and they're going to have a bad effect on your body if you were to sit there and breathe it in all day, right? You can't control that. But what you can control is in your house. And the reason it matters to control the environment in your house is because of a thing called bioaccumulation. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff. Yeah, it's a cumulative effect of all of the things that we're using on our body. And when I when I talk to um, audiences of women before, specifically about this, just think about the number of personal care um, supplies that you use on a regular basis. I think studies have shown it's something like um, a, a ridiculous number of like pounds of supplies that we put onto our skin um, or on our face. Uh, on a regular basis. But when you wake up in the morning, you know, you brush your teeth, you're using toothpaste, you take a shower, you're using soap, shampoo, face wash, maybe a facial scrub, an exfoliant, uh, you know, uh, conditioner, conditioner. Um, you're using all of those products, you get out of the shower, you're using your deodorant, you're using your um, face lotion, or a facial serum, or, um, you know, whatever else you're putting on your face, and then you're putting your foundation on and perhaps powder, and then some eyeshadow, and then some Um, mascara and then eyeliner and then lipstick and then, you know, some sort of a chapstick and then you've got your perfume and then you've got your, yes, um, all of that. That's one day, right? We're only like like, a couple dozen products before you even leave the house. Exactly. And that's one half hour into your day. So you, you take a little bit of bad stuff in each of each of every one of those items that you're using 
And that amounts to a, a little bit more of bad stuff that you've used that day. And then compound that times every day of the week, times every week of the month, every month of the year. All of this stuff is building up in our bodies. And yes, like you said earlier, when you consume things, we've got stuff that allows in, in our bodies that allows us to cleanse out what needs to be cleansed out. But at some point, our bodies are going to say enough is enough and it's going to manifest in disease. It's going to manifest right. something where we are not feeling our best. And right. so and it's also the fact where it stores in our fat. So ladies, if you guys are listening and men too, right? But how often I hear people say, I really struggle with weight loss. I just can't lose any weight. Can't figure out why. And that's where I'll just say is like, if you're super toxic, like there's the reason you're not losing weight is because your body's saying there's no way I can release this fat right now because we are going to dump so many toxins at her. We can't do that. And so that's the reason, right? Well, like, well, that's why I'll talk about detoxification and doing different cleanses and that type of stuff, but it is. And so that's where your body's going to store it. It's going to hold on to it. So you want, you don't want that. Like let's minimize our toxic exposure. Cause like you said, there are so many things we can't control walking outside. What, are, what type, what's in our air that we're breathing, you know, all of that mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So you might as well take a look at the things that you can control and then, and then make some choices. You know, yeah. if you're, you're the one, if it doesn't, if it's, if you're not concerned about it because you don't use something, that's fine. You know, everybody's going to make their own decisions, but I think it's worth it to at least ask the question and investigate, you know, just because you can buy something off the shelf at your favorite, you know, big box store doesn't mean it's safe. Mm -hmm. I've told people before, you know that feeling when you're walking in one of those stores and you go down the cleaning aisle or you even just walk by the cleaning aisle and you start to get a little bit of a headache because the scent is so overpowering? That's your body's warning system telling you <laughs> something's wrong here, you know? And so again, just start with, start with things that matter to you, whether it's household um, cleaning products, whether it's the, your own makeup and what you're putting on your face, whether it's, you know, what you're putting on your, on your kids, the lotion and um, cleaning supplies or, you know, shower supplies that you use for your kids, whatever it is, start there, start with something that matters to you. And then just take a look at the ingredients and see if there are alternatives. And like you said, greenwashing is a big thing. You know, if, if people are concerned about that, what you mentioned about there being companies out there who you might think just by the label that there is a good option do your research. Look at some of these websites where you can look up products by name and see what the ratings are because just because they happen to look like it's a good eco-friendly, non-toxic, mm. natural product doesn't mean it is. Right. Um, you have the websites, give them a couple of those. I've got skindeep.org. Yep. EWG.org is a good one. That's Environmental Working Group. Yeah, um, EWG and, and, and Skin Deep are the two that I know. So I think they're the both. They go to the same site. Yep, those are both good. Awesome. Anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. Yeah. We'll put links on how they can find you below the podcast. How about that? Sounds like a plan. Thanks so much, Julie. I appreciate having you on here today. Thanks for having me.
All content provided by Dr. Lisa Olszewski and her guests in her programs, including this podcast, her website, summits, and other platforms, is for educational and informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider before you make any changes to your health routine, especially related to this content. Ask your physician questions about medical conditions. No statement has been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and products mentioned or discussed in these programs are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I hear it all the time. How do I get my kids to eat fruits and vegetables? How can I get them to take a multivitamin? Or even for our adults, I hate fruits and vegetables. How do I incorporate some of the great benefits of this? This is why I created the Nourish Super Greens and Super Reds. You are going to love them. They are all organic. You have organic green blend and an organic red antioxidant blend. But what else I love about this... I brought in immune support as well. So we have such amazing superfoods, all of the different mushrooms that are in there, along with digestive enzymes. And you can just mix it into your smoothie. You can mix it into some water, but it tastes good. There are no added sugars. You're going to love it. So just click the link below or go to drlisao.com and click the shop button.